Uh, oh wow that's fun that's exciting <laughs> going to the cloud yeah now people are like what the fuck podcast you said just start listening to right <laughs> so yeah uh welcome to the dark arts of where she's not gonna do it the more we talk the more we heal <laughs> damn it okay uh, that was, i love this podcast opening when we never talk about anything it's, it's great um yeah oh my god cat Okay, cool story. Kat's already here. She's making her uh, debut. Not really. Um, but we do have another guest. Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, hi, everyone. I am Stephen, also known as No Code. Uh, I am semi-retired IT professional, amateur hiker, a lot of different things, but very happy to be here and talk about some things that I think I have a decent amount of experience with, uh, especially since going through a bunch of things. Oh, also investor. It's a huge part of my, I found out over Christmas, that's my entire personality. If you ever play one of those card games where everybody's like, what do we think of you? Like, what are your answers to this? It, it's just all, I am the stock market. Apparently that's, that's it. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to add that to like my tarot collection. I'm slowly building a deck, so I'm like, ooh, Stephen will be the investor card. <laughs> that would be awesome. Wait, so does that technically mean you and I are both semi-retired from IT at this point? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Sweet. <laughs> it's a weird thought. You probably have never really come to that conclusion. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm using it to pay the bills, but it's about, it's about it. It's kind of where I want to be with it. Um, yeah. So good times, good times. Uh let's just go around and check in. Okay. Who wants to start? How are you doing, Steven? How am I doing? Uh you know, it's it's been a very interesting set of months. Uh and I could kick this whole thing off with a, a framework of I was hiking the Appalachian Trail with my wife, Dragon, uh, and I caught COVID. And it completely knocked me off the trail in Maine, in the middle of the forest. Like, okay, I caught it at a hostel. So not really the middle of the forest, but totally <laughs> fine. Different kind of forest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. And, you know, I almost died on the top of a mountain, basically. Um, because I didn't know that I caught it until I was up on a mountain range that took several days to get up and then several days to get down. And there was like no way to get out of there. So basically I was running like 104 fever, like splashing water on myself. My head's hanging out of the tent. So the literal mountain breeze is blowing on me to lower my temperature. It was a whole I feel like thing. I'm reliving our experience as you're speaking. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like uh, nothing like COVID at elevation. Oh wait, COVID at elevation carrying a pack. There, Fuck that. there was a, a brief brief didn't feel brief there was about a four hour chunk of time there where both myself and dragon were kind of looking at our watches going do we call the do we dial 911 do we find Jesus. a place to get somebody to fly me off the top of this mountain because uh regular painkillers weren't breaking it anyway that, that's i'm going into a whole different thing but uh, coming back from that has been a very difficult transition to come back to where I wasn't working, 
am not working. Um, and then also my wife was still out on the trail. So it's been difficult. However, the last couple of weeks have kind of turned a corner on that, uh, kind of settling in, getting a couple of things done. And that goes to what we're talking about with productivity today. Uh, but it's been pretty good and a good holiday. And so far, everybody's been really good, like even externally to family. So we're very, very fortunate for that. But yeah, we're in a good place right now. Don't, I'm don't give me that I'm also really look. glad that you're feeling a lot better and you're here. Yes. Yeah. Okay, squinty eyes. What? What's your oh, deal? Was that me? me? Yeah, oh, you. I was like, I have the illusion of squinty eyes in my eyeliner. So, who are you referring to? No, he gave me a look. <laughs> no, that was the cat. She's just oh. over doing whatever constantly. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of all over the place. I've got this thing that's up in the air that I can't really talk about yet. That I kind of really want to happen, but I don't think it's going to right now. And that sucks. Um, cause I'm excited about it. Um, and then you and I have been just busier than hell trying to figure out a whole bunch of other fun stuff that we'll get to at the end. Uh, so a lot of stuff coming. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of nerve wracking. So baby. <laughs> okay, fine. You want to just get into it now and get into it now. Um, yeah. So launching a store Woo! for all the stuff that she does. It's super awesome. Um, and we're going to attempt to get a production schedule going on for the podcast so we can actually put these out, you know, more than every six weeks. Regularly. <laughs> so people are actually engaged and like, yeah, this is great. Because when an episode comes out, people listen to it like that day. And then there's nothing else until we put another episode out. So it's kind of like a decade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Um, that's that's really exactly what we're getting into now now i feel the shame of not putting stuff out hey, fast enough. not only am i a friend i'm also a fan so yeah 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 we've known each other quite a while now it's great we have i love it and i like that we're both semi-retired now finally because <laughs> we've you and i have struggled quite a lot over the last almost six years at this point Five. we have had our ups and downs that is for sure yeah same thing same time um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on with that the occasional family drama, which is, I want to say it's nothing new. So it's nothing new. Um, yeah, <laughs> you laugh cause you know, it's nothing. New. Yeah. He gets it. It's nothing new too. Um, so yeah, you know, just a lot of stuff going on, trying to keep up with all of it and feeling like I'm not. So <laughs> that's, that's fun. That's kind of why we're here for this one today. Um, yeah. So what about you? Cause that leaves you. Uh, since nobody can see that I'm looking at, oh, oh my God, they'll be able to see eventually. Yeah, sweet. So you, your turn. Uh, uh, yeah, how are you doing? I'm on a really big high right now with the store getting ready to open and we're doing our first vending session in a couple of weeks. So like right now I'm in like high production mode. As you should be. And also just like waiting for supplies to come in at the same time. So I'm like, oh, I'm in like waiting mode. What, what do I do right now while I wait for things to happen? So I am honestly, I have not been this excited since I was pregnant and I found out we were having a little girl. And yeah. uh, that was a whole ro- roller coaster on itself. But like now I'm like, oh, fuck, I have something to look forward to. This is great. And also like, I think I'm slowly exiting the hair world. I am 
very close to retiring my shears in a very normal construct of being just a hairdresser, which is weird and a very sad grieving state of like closing down that identity as just a hairdresser and like coming out as like psychic channel which person doing more stuff that I want to do so it's it's very weird you look uncommonly happy yeah I phrase it that way (laughs) yeah I it's it's a lot it's exciting and sad at the same time but I think it's just sad because like that's all I did for I don't know 12 years of my career and now I'm like oh I'm just now stepping into this because I've tried to leave the hair world before and it just didn't happen so now it's fucking happening and that's scary and exciting so all three of us will be (laughs) semi-retired we're all going to be changing what we do and kind of to, to to a degree like who we are in that identity that we present to everybody else right we're yeah. gonna be whatever the fuck it is now right like you're gonna go uh continue to live that dream and then come back be a mountain man for we'll see day. what you end up doing um because i'm i know you and i've talked right like we know yeah some of the things that you want to do when you get back that'd be super awesome I really hope all of that happens. I'm trying to change a lot in terms of what I'm doing. Um, I'm trying to make this baking photography thing or thing, in all honesty, potential of a nonprofit for this whole shebang is going to be out there this year, depending on how everything goes. We've got like 50,000 things going. We're trying to focus on like one first. Um, and then she's trying to do her starting thing now. And then, yeah, that's kind of cool. We're all in that shifting transition point at the same time. That's how it always happens. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it sounds like a lot more has percolated to the surface since even the last time that we talked. Because I knew there was some some very interesting and exciting things possible on the horizon, but you know, with the the vaguest of outlines, now it sounds like there's way more. It's a shit or get off the pot moments we're having. Yeah. <laughs> but having yeah. your hand kind of forced into, uh, maybe not forced, it's not the best. Oh, nope, uh, forced. No, for sure. Definitely, definitely forced. Having your hand forced in and trying to you know, move you along into these decisions. And uh, luckily, I think that uh, one of the things that we have in common is we have the capability where we're at to take action on some of those things because let's be fair not everybody does right and not everybody can can try to kick off an entirely different career in an artistic vision not everybody can sell their house and go live in the mountains for six months uh um (laughs) you know uh and, and also to be clear for anybody who's listening to this or watching this the the Appalachian Trail hike was not my idea. That is my wife's uh, dream, really. Uh, although it did kind of start to trickle its way into me as well. So uh, if I refer to it at, a, at as some type of hardship and difficulty, that's because it's hard and it's difficult. And the first part of it, I just was kind of a passenger. 
Yeah. But I would say your dream is the financial independence to be able to do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Definitely. and when you get back, we're going to, I want to dig into that one on this. Oh yeah. I'm going to be super cool. Right. And, and I want to do just maybe three or 4,000 episodes on it. Right. And like, <laughs> how do you figure out what your dreams are and then like work to achieve that? Cause I can tell you right now until maybe the last two years, if you ask me, Hey, what are your hopes and dreams? Like, I know like, I, nothing. I don't have any. And now it's kind of like pivoting and changing. It's like, Hey, maybe this will be a thing. Maybe we can try this and see how this goes. So yeah, yeah. it's all exciting. It's, it's also not set in stone either. That's right. something that uh, I think is really important that people don't get taught a lot because there's still kind of a mentality of your career out there. And that that does define so much of your personality. All of that stuff is fluid. And not that we're old, but the generation that's coming behind us has a lot of that fluidity in their mentality about their careers. They're constantly, don't point at yourself like, you're, uh, uh-huh. we're going to be dead long before right. you, I know. I mean, um, 10 years younger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just sad. So, but they have that ability to kind of hop in between things where we were just kind of starting to get that. And our parents didn't have that at all. There was still the mentality of you work at a place for 20, 30, 40 years. And so we kind of have half of that. We're like, yeah, you know, after like five, six, 10 years, maybe we'll look at some other opportunities or maybe we'll stay forever. And I know that some of my younger um, family members are like, if this isn't working out after like two years, I'm out. I'll go yeah. find something else. Which I think is important. And then they've, I feel like they've probably divested their identity from that too. They're like, yes. well, I just do it to make money. Who cares? That's not who I am. Right. Where I, I'm not going to lie. And we did a whole episode on this. Might have been the last episode, actually. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, on the identity thing and like how you tie it to what you do and how can you get away from that and change it and present different identities to different people at different times. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I really wish I would have figured that out early on, but yeah. We all get kind of pigeonholed though. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, I don't want to say you're forced, but you're, you're societally forced into it pretty. That pretty and just like, once people know you for that one thing, it's really hard for people to transition and see you as something else because that's all they've known you for for how many amount of years and if you're good at it you yes. become that no person. if you're bad at it too people remember why you're bad at that <sighs> well not yeah really bad at that you should and now i know i will never hire you it's it's a serious thing though there are so many people who i still get for haircuts that talk about their bad haircut once from like a haircuttery and i'm always like dude you can't knock anybody at haircuttery People are trying to, people are learning. People are either far in their career and they just need somewhere quick. And like, that's not a bad company. Like stop knocking on a company that you've gotten one bad haircut on somebody's bad day once. It, it's, uh, things stick with us. Bad things stick. Unfortunately, whether you're good or bad at anything in all honesty, doesn't really matter nowadays. Hopefully that changes. Yeah. <laughs> Bad things stick and people forget good things. Yeah. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yada, yada, yada. Rob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Now we're all screwed. 
And then it takes forever to get out of it. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Jir? We are talking about time anxiety and productivity shame. Because, you know, it's such a shit show <laughs> to feel like you don't have enough time. You never get anything done. And everyone's like, now, 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 now. Produce, 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 produce. Whether it's content, whether it's the economy as a whole collectively has to grow a certain amount or we're all fucking useless and then companies are doing all this other bullshit right you know what i mean like and then that shame goes down to the individual and i fucking i hate it yeah I'm, I'm really bad at it. i'm like i'm not getting anything done people don't like what i do i don't produce enough to keep people engaged and you know that's been me over the last three years at this point now with this so it's kind of like yeah but the next fuck, layer man. layer to like, that is like the competition mentality that you know you have to be on top you have to yes. climb the ladder. You mm-hmm. have to be better than this other person doing the same thing. And it's like, you're different people. Nobody's in competition. You may do the same thing, but you're going to get different people. Yeah. So that clock keeps ticking and you're producing or you're not. And that's kind of like where we're at. How do you get through it? So excellent segue, by the way. <laughs> but, um, masters. Right, exactly. Episode and- 14. And now what's next? Um, (laughs) So there I was, and then that thing, and oh, what are we doing? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Great. So in in regards to time anxiety, because this is something that uh, I've definitely had to deal with, and I'm pretty sure that you've had to deal with becoming semi-retired. And the reason why I use semi-retired, because it's going to annoy some people. And I know it does, because I talk to people all the time. Investing really is my passion. Uh, Personal finance is my passion. So I talk to people about it all the time. And they're like, how can you, how can you go on this trip? How did you get to where you are? What are you doing? Uh, And when I say I'm semi-retired, they're like, oh, so you're not retired. Like, well, I make enough to be able to survive. I'm not in a career. I'm not upwardly mobile right now in that sense that most people would say if they're fully employed. But because I'm not, that means I actually have a decent amount of free time on my hands. And man, is it a different world than what I thought it was going to be? Because when you work every day for eight to 12 hours, sometimes uh, there's all these things that are outliers that you're like, man, if I had an extra hour, I would go do this. You know, if I didn't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning and drive in, I would work out. I would be super buff. I would like trim up the yard. I'd do some landscaping stuff. I've got all this stuff that I need to go through and clean up and I'd sell some of that. And I would do some of this and I'm now a full quarter past coming back from the hike. So the time that I've actually been at the house has been three months. And I've done about 10% of that stuff that I thought I was going to do. That's, that's where we're at. Yeah, for sure. And there are days where I'm fine. sitting at it's my like, computer. Like, bird's a child. Let's, let's. <laughs> ah, uh, potato, tomato, whatever. Potato, tomato. <laughs> uh, but I'll be sitting at my computer sometimes and I'll know I could, I could go write another piece for my blog. You know, I could write another piece about what I'm doing on the hiking blog that my wife and I share. And I don't. And I feel 
bad for not doing it because I feel like I'm burning this time. But I actually also feel kind of nice not being constantly hurried to go do things. And I almost feel like I'm trying to recharge the battery of my life that I have drained for the past 20 years, grinding out a tiny amount of money for myself in comparison to the vast fortunes I've made other people, because let's face it. I mean, you're walking away with like, if you're lucky, 10% of your value, the company's getting the other 90%. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you're an owner, you're just burning your hours for a tiny, tiny amount. And in all honesty, I got sick of it. That was part of the reason for going on the hike. But now there is that time anxiety of like, uh, I should be, I should be doing something. I should go. Well, that's more productivity shame, I guess. Um, but uh, it's the waste I, of time part. They go hand in hand. You know? Yeah. I have to tell myself, this is something that I discovered uh, and hopefully it helps somebody, anybody who would listen to this. I have to tell myself when I am shaving to slow down. I was so used to like, we got to get this stuff done. We got to go. We got to get to work. We got to beat the traffic. And now I'm like, stop for a second. And like, just, it's fine. You don't have anywhere you have to be. Just like, take your time. You're saying this and I'm like, oh, right. I felt the same way after having, oh, I got to wash my hair really fast. Get oh, I can't even imagine after. Okay. After oh, having the kid, like, what is that like for you guys? Because it's got to be like times 10. I mean, from this perspective, I will say it's way more difficult. Like her and I are now working to figure out a schedule that works for both of us so that like mm-hmm. I can get things done. She can get things done. Ophelia can be taken care of. And we still have time together. It's a- And it is- bananas hard yeah it's different than where it was because i was pumping on top of all that so like that's something that i would do every two hours didn't matter where i was like i need 45 minutes to myself and possibly taking care of a child like around the clock and that was uh (laughs) making it to like a year of that and then that definitely like transition and shifted what time looked like for all of us because it was like oh I get to sleep an extra 30 minutes I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and feed you I just have to go grab a bottle from downstairs okay I can go back to sleep but there is that guilt I have to think that that amount of time that you're just like I I, okay well I've never pumped I hopefully never will I guess (laughs) but I have to imagine that it's like um have you ever had an animal like a small young animal no okay well then i was like goldfish small puppy i mean i've had fish in a fish tank but they don't really yeah that's not the same yeah (laughs) i was you know what i I equate it to and and this is going to sound really weird but i know there are people out here that do it so don't judge me for this I had to teach myself to stop using my phone when I use the bathroom. Like as a guy, I can have a phone in one hand and use the bathroom with the other hand. And I was like, do, am I really that like, do I need that in my face 
right now? Can I not take the minute and a half this is going to take? Wow, I can say I don't do that. Um, yeah, that's a thing you learn on the podcast. Yeah, you learn that when you've dropped the phone in the toilet a few times. I will never. not deny that I have um, done that a few have times. Never. No. Have never. Have never. Nope. Oh, yeah, I've had a couple phones that have I know. made their way <laughs> to the porcelain gods. That's fine. <laughs> oh. The time thing for me is like, so just like you said, right? Like, oh, I should be doing that right now. I have the time to do it. Or some days it's like, I don't have the time to do it. And I really wish I could. And then there's the days where you have the time and you're like, now that I have the time, this is the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then for me, that really destroys the productivity shame and brings it like full force and punches you in the face. It's like, you have the time. This is something you want to do, but now that you don't, eh, you suck. And it's like, dude, come on, self. It's like, like, it's not, it's not this big of a deal. Like, you shouldn't feel bad about taking that time to rest because you don't want to do it. It's fine. No one's going to get hurt. No one's going to die. Like, no one's going to be upset. And if they are, that's on them. Who cares? I will say you've been the biggest like cheerleader for when I feel guilty, and you're like, nope, just go go take a nap. And I'm like. It, it's weird how we get into like this process of needing somebody else's permission to go relax or just not do the work that you want to do. Or for me, at least Jerry's like, Oh, go, you know, you have to do that, but don't do it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But I, I hold myself to, to such a high standard to the point of like, even at work, when I used to work in big salons, if I didn't have anybody in my chair, I felt so bad just sitting around waiting for a client. I would go clean. I would go make myself look busy yeah. for the fear of losing my job. Even though I'm there as a hairdresser, why am I mopping? But I'm doing it because I'm stressed out and I need to look like I'm doing something or that I add value. Not to sidetrack the episode to something else, but that's actually a indicator for me of a healthy relationship. Uh, Dragnet and I have done a lot of talking about a lot of things since I've become semi-retired. And when you're hiking several thousand miles, there's just a lot of time. So the uh, getting we walk permission. And we think of you guys often and we're like, like nah, dude. I love you, nope. but I think I would kill you. And I don't know that I would be a happy person doing this. Yeah. Just put a 30 pound pack on your back. <laughs> That's my child. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? I, I carry a 30 round pack for fun. We just carry her around because she doesn't walk on her own. And that's fun. To join us. But Dragon and I have figured out that that ability to give yourself permission is part of the, the productivity shame. Not that we use that label. I will start using it now. See, it's so informative. Um, yeah. But having that other person to look at you and go, you don't have to feel bad about this. Like, nobody's going to feel bad. About it. You already know that, but it's that, that shame and having somebody else to be able to say, there's no shame there. Go do your thing. Yeah. We say it as you know it, but you don't know it. Know it. Yeah. Right. Like you understand that you shouldn't feel that way, but you just can't do it yet until somebody else is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, 
why? And then you're like, oh, oh, interesting. Okay. I guess I, I guess I don't have to feel this way. And you're like, man, hmm. all right, here we are. How do I un, how do I reframe, change this, unfuck myself from these, these feelings that have always been there? Speaking of which, how do you guys deal with it in moments where it's pretty strong and like you're alone? Like, I mean, what? I drink. No, <laughs> no. There are, we all have our thing. Healthy boundaries. No, uh, actually, that was actually a problem. Uh, not a problem, but a coping mechanism that we used a lot when I was in the military. If you wonder why military people drink a lot, it's a coping mechanism. It's it's self-medication. Uh, but how do I deal with that? Uh, well, the, the productivity shame portion is uh, I have a crutch and it's not really fair and I'm going to have to deal with it when I get back. But if we're being totally honest, we still have a couple of months worth of hiking to do. So we're going to return next month and finish the southern portion and then we will flip and go back north and finish the northern portion that we have to do. So we're still technically hiking for the next six months. End of June should be when we're done. Because of that, I am stuck in a place where I can't really start anything that's long-term that I need to be consistent with. I can't get a job. You know, Even starting the blogs and the things that we have up are spotty at best but that's just because we're going to turn around and be back where we don't have reception and i'm kind of using that as a crutch to be like okay i'm not getting anything done but i can't which isn't true Uh, i have been doing some things because i really know that i can i just kind of don't want to and i don't know where to start I kicked off a couple of things that immediately failed or I felt that they failed and then I gave up on them. So this is going to be a whole ball of things that I have to deal with when I get back and start like unraveling this Gordian knot of what my life is at this point. Yeah, I can feel that's me. Like (laughs) I, I, I can really relate to that whole started something and you feel like you failed because it didn't get like, for whatever reason, right? Like mine was, it didn't get the traction I thought it was going to get. And now I'm trying to be like, all right, look, it was a one-time thing. Like if I don't try it again, it will never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to be like, okay, cares. Like just do it again. It's fine. You know, people, people were saying, Hey, I wish I could have done that, but I, I, I wasn't available at that time frame, Right. And it's like, okay, so now I just have to try it again and feel like that. And I and dude, that the zero to one phase is like the hardest part. Going from nothing to creating this thing. Cause there's a lot of people that can <laughs> there's hiding. a lot of people that can take a thing that was created and kind of run with it and expand it. There's not a group of people, there's not a large group of people apparently that can go from nothing, just this idea that they have, into the the physical created aspect of whatever that thing is, so that somebody else can help them. And so it's like really difficult. And then when you're like, you feel like you're the only one and you're like, God, like, how am I ever going to go from this idea that I have to doing it so that somebody cares about it? 
it's just like shit like i don't know if that's productivity shame but like it that concept of well if i don't do it no one's ever gonna be like well you didn't do that thing because they won't know about it hmm maybe i won't do it so it is and i think uh it really is kind of sad how much I tie into personal finance and investing. Cause every time something comes up, I'm like, Oh, well that's actually like this thing back here. Passion, um, man. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Tie it back into things you love. So tying that back to personal finance, because that's how I interact with a lot of things that is uh survivor bias, right? The people that you think just get in there and immediately take off and they're super successful those are the people that you've seen and you don't see everybody else who's actually working really hard and being moderately successful. You either see the train wrecks or the rockets to the moon. That's it. Those are the only wow. two things that you're pre presented with. You're never presented with that person who's in the middle that has a, a good time doing things that they love that they're not getting mega wealthy off of, but they're living a happy life because it's not, a narrative that generates clicks and that's the same so, thing in investing like you don't you'll see the crypto millionaire right uh and you'll see the person who lost all their money trading you know stock options on wall street bets mm -hmm. but you're not going to see that person who's been diligently investing for the past five or ten years and made like a hundred grand in value because it's not a click worthy story and so I think that kind of, wow, that, that's actually, I think that's really powerful because I never thought about it or really heard that understanding the, the survivor bias. Um, I'm like, God, that's sitting that circle yeah. quite well. Now it's like, like, well, shit, is that the, is that the escape slash eject button for productivity shit? Just because Partially. I'm not a, you know, multi-billionaire or I'm not down here at the bottom, not doing anything at all. Why, why am I feeling bad? I'm, I'm producing stuff. It makes me feel good to do it. Hmm. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Cause like that, that's something like I, now I want to sit there and I want to like, think about that every time I'm like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Oh, but I really need to No. <laughs> No, like, okay, survivor bias. Okay, so I'm not seeing the story about billionaire and the guy who lost all. I'm just that guy in the middle who's doing it because I want to do it and I like it. So you have to add the old layer of also coming from a high demand work area that has trained you for that allotted amount of years that you've been in that industry also of supporting that demand, supporting those needs, that constant, you got to get that shit done within a time frame. Mm -hmm. So on top of all of that, coming from a service industry, like you have all of, us. all of that trauma of stretch trauma right there, that you have to be productive, that you have to get that shit done, that I can't go anywhere until this is done because nobody else will do it because I know how to do it. Which is also something we all need to overcome, by the way, just because it's not your responsibility yeah. to do it. It's everybody else's job, but yeah so like there's there's such a way more um survival work survival instinct that coming on top of that so i heard a thing about the the media and the media reports the outliers the exceptions mm -hmm. which is why you hear about the school shooter it's why you hear about 
the person who lost all the money. It's why you hear about the company that made all the money, but you don't hear anything else. It's why it's so polarized in, in these ways. And so you don't get to hear these stories where this guy out there is now running a coffee shop. He's super happy. He's making enough money to support himself and he doesn't care. He's fine. He doesn't need to grow it and have franchises. He doesn't need to be the next Starbucks. He's not living out of his car. And there's so many of those stories out there. There's so many salons. There's so many cafes. There's so many small businesses of all types. And we don't hear about any of them. And yet the small business sector is the largest portion of the economy. Yep. And we're all sitting here like, man, I wish I had another hour of the day. To do what? I'm going to fuck off with it. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to use that constructively. Like, and then I'm going to feel bad for it. And uh, you, you made a really good point that it's going from zero to one is the hardest part, right? Going from zero to one is so incredibly difficult. Uh, That was one of the things that I failed at when I came back and I had uh, productivity shame and some time anxiety of I wasn't doing things fast enough, but I also wasn't doing anything. So I tried my hand at streaming. Uh, I play a lot of video games. It's my number one pastime. You know, I'm, I'm just a big child. I get it. It's fine. Um, that, Live your there is child. nothing that wrong with that. And you, if it makes you happy, it, do it. It's such a different world from when I started playing video games. And that was a nerd thing to do. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started streaming and I set up a schedule. I was streaming for three hours a day from nine to noon every weekday. I woke up every day at the same time. I basically gave it to myself as a job because I wasn't being productive. I, I didn't feel like I was getting any kind of traction with anything. And I did it over and over and over again. And I love playing video games. And then it started to become a job. And I started to be like, man, if I could like just not do this this morning, that would be great. Uh, And I realized that there are things that I think that I could do in. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? See everything in moderation. There are things that I could do in moderation, like streaming. Like some days I just get on, turn it on, be like, hey, is streaming every day on a set schedule the same game over and over again? Is that me? I thought it was. Turns out it's not. And I even got a tiny bit of traction, but I was spending hours and hours and hours and hours not making any money doing it. Like I wasn't even an affiliate. You couldn't even donate to my channel. If you wanted to, you couldn't subscribe because I don't didn't have that following. But that kind of stuff takes, can take years to build up. And like you said, with the media, people living a good life that is not newsworthy. You're you're not going to see the person who's been streaming for five years and makes, you know, three or $4,000 a month doing it. And it's just kind of living a comfortable life. You're just not going to see them, but you have to be able to put in the time as well. And that's where our current economy catches a lot of people that, you know, you'll be homeless and without food and medical and, and, and die basically, if you're not grinding yourself out on a regular job. So the opportunity to put that time in isn't afforded to all of us. Um, So so it's really just like this triple edged sword that keeps going around in a circle about holding you back from the things that you necessarily want to do or that could do. And you have to be able 
to take those chances on those things and fail. That's the biggest thing. If you read a lot of uh, personal finance books like I do, failing is part of the system. It's going again and everybody hears it. It's not when you fall, it's when you get back up. It really is. You got to fail all over the place. I've made so many bad investments and lost money, but I've made so many good ones and made money too. And over time, it starts to balance itself out towards the positive end. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Don't yeah. invest in crypto people. Yeah, it's a scam. By the way, I need to sell my Starbucks stock because that's bullshit too, but we don't need to talk about that. I was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> Whole other episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, what does that, I, it, what does that say about our society? The fact that we have put so much into having people honestly work towards everybody else's dream, if you think about it. Right. If you're working for somebody else and to you, it's really just a job. You are working to further someone else's goals to a degree, right? There may be some goals of your own where you want to like climb the ladder or whatever, but if you're doing it and it's not something you're really into, like what's the point? And then there's zero, zero social safety net. None. And if you come at me and you're like, oh, but there's health insurance on the marketplace. Yeah, I don't give a shit. That's a joke too, by the way. That's 500 more episodes that we could do on, on that whole scam of a system. But it, it's kind of like, what type of society would we be if people really had some form of a way to take six months, one year, something like that, get mm -hmm. A little bit of funding for mm -hmm. them to try something. Oh, like find a patron. <laughs> like that's gross. Um, like the like the old idea of a patron. Find somebody that will fund you for an artistic yeah. endeavor for a certain yeah. amount of time. Um, Angel we, investor, if you will, but like government funded. We don't. Uh, there are some programs out there. Few and far between. I will give you that. I, I I understand, and I'm sure that you actually looked at them. I have not. Have, yep. Um, but there is also. It goes back again to that zero to one problem because yes. once you get to one, you can start a Patreon. You can have donations on your website. You can have merch. If you, this is a thing I think about a lot uh, because I love the idea of interest and loans not predatory stuff like that but right. like giving my money to a bank they're going to loan it out that's what they do uh, if everybody in america just like gave me a penny every day yeah <laughs> i'd have so much money um right. and it, but it's these, these little bits it's just finding enough little bits and once you start getting traction just adding little bits little bits little bits and that's compounding interest for you is the same thing it's a snowball just expands yeah. as it goes over time uh, it's finding the time being able to have that first snowball that you can start rolling and like you said we don't necessarily have that uh, because we are shamed into if you're not producing for the economy wh what are you worth like our health insurance is tied to our jobs for a reason they want you there yes um which uh, again whole Whole other <laughs> whole, on that one. whole thing that I I do want to talk about at some point. Um, 
but oh yeah. yeah but how does that like how does that tie back specifically with with the kid like because that's a level that i haven't even thought about as far as because you're being productive right you're you're taking care of a child you're raising the next generation but like how it's does, hard yeah, yeah i'm gonna let you go with that one because uh, for i mean for most of O's life i'm primary caretaker so like the first year between not sleeping a full eight hours and only getting three hour increments of sleep at night, if not less. Um, because like I said, pumping on a two hour schedule and sleeping only when she sleeps the first year of her life, I was struggle boating. Um, during the day, I just wanted to nap anytime she would go down I would go find a spot just to sleep because I would only maybe get 30 minutes and then I'd have to get up and pump before she woke up and then have a bottle for her. The six months of just that because she can't even eat solids. It was hard to be productive. I felt bad. It was the first time that I, you know, completely stopped doing hair. The last time I did that, I was in special effects school and I was doing hair like on the weekends and going to school full time. But um, to do that and know that you're sustaining somebody else's life like that, the only way they will survive is either off of you or off of formula and trying to get her to have formula wasn't happening. She wouldn't take it. So it was like, this is the only way. Thankfully, she wouldn't take it because there was that whole shortage, but that's on top of the shortage. But I think I'm having like an epiphany right now, which is why I love this, because no one's asked, especially in the context of like being productive or time or whatever. Like feeling guilty, like you're not doing anything else, but like keeping another human alive. But that's such a big thing. That's the thing. You are producing a person. And that is hard. It's hard. Cause like, for me, I was like, I'm not physically doing anything, but sleeping and eating and feeding somebody else. And yet I feel guilty that I'm not cutting hair, that I'm not bringing in money, that I'm not doing my projects that I wanted to do. And like for a year and a half, cause I got put on bed rest before that, before I gave birth. Mm. So on top of that, like I had a, I wouldn't say you followed it well sometimes. Yeah, no, okay. not well yeah. enough. Uh, <laughs> that's why she came for four weeks early. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's so much guilt going into that because like now it's, she's starting to walk. So now it's a, all right, what kind of engagement can I give her? How much energy do I have to give to her today that I can willingly give? Cause she sucks out all my energy all day. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's a whole different, like, what can I engage you with so that you're learning? But I also need to learn how to get, I need to get work done too. And there is like a level of, am I being a good enough mom giving you enough engagement I feel bad that I'm not doing more for you that I'm not like so it's it's like a unraveling unlearning of things that I see other moms or other parents say to other parents and I'm like this is fucked up we should not be treating anybody people that give stay stay at home parents shit go fuck yourself (laughs) I mean it it is because it's it's a full-time job just being a parent on top of trying to work and breastfeeding Anybody who gives anybody shit can go seriously. It's, it's bananas. Like, I don't know how I would have gone to work and breastfed 
and mentally be okay. Like it's insane. It's insane. So I, I like the way that you put it of, of you're producing a person because when we say we're, we're raising a kid or we're having a kid or we're making a family, I don't think that frames it in the right way, especially if you're talking about like productivity shame, you are producing a person. And of course, the way that my brain immediately went to it is you're producing a taxpayer. Um, well, yeah, we don't need to money. go down that road. <laughs> but, you know, uh, tax fair, but then also because also the way that my brain works, it immediately went, oh, yeah. And at the end, Soylent Green. Um, well, hey, that's why there's a tax breaks for you having children, because eventually they will grow up and pay taxes. In the system. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but it's but it is it's productive. Yes, it, it actually is. It's not this thing that I I don't know if if it's been framed this way because of you know a generational not disdain is the wrong word but basically looking down on women even though they're raising families and stuff as it being less than a job that we don't look at it as being productive when it actually is it's incredibly productive it's very try yeah. running a household and cooking and trying not to like like make sure your child's not freaking falling into corners and busting their face and trying to cook at the same time. That shit's insane. No I sharp edges. Re- uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, there, she's taken some hardcore spills and I'm like, okay, are you bleeding? Uh, is your head cracked open? Because I know I would have had some split stitches there. So like, it's, it's scary. Like there are things that I didn't think that I would be doing. And now I'm like, and now I understand that this is a, whole nother lifestyle and mm-hmm. uh not what i was expecting not was it it's definitely a life altering for sure so i've been reading a lot about cbt which is the cognitive behavioral therapy which is it, it's how in psychology they teach you to reframe right as a, as a way to overcome the trauma or whatever it is that you have low self-esteem, all these other things. It, it's, it's, it's reframing your brain in a way that you can see it from a different perspective. I think we need to do that around the productivity shame of having a kid because really, and like I said, this is an epiphany for me right here in this, in this conversation, you are producing a person. You are the sole two people, one person, whatever, responsible for the growth of this person. You are, it, it is production. You have mm-hmm. to teach them, you have to guide them, you have to feed them, clothe them, whatever, to keep them alive while they learn things on their own and teach them all of it. Like, you know, you could just lay them down and keep them in a box. We all kind of know how that's gone. You know that that's a good thing about psychology and experimentation science, but we know how that works out sometimes. Keep them in a box like Schrodinger's baby. Yeah. Yeah. Is it alive, dead? Is it a human again? What is it? But I mean, <laughs> There's so much that goes into it. And if you're framing it in the construct of it being productive for that person, that child, as opposed to whatever you stay at home and you take care of a kid, I think we could all make a lot of progress going forward and remove a hell of a lot of shame from people that decide that they want to be or are forced to be a stay-at-home parent. Mm -hmm. 
that may be commentary on the price of childcare, but whatever. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that would keep you from being able to go out and do whatever. Um, but maybe that's one way to reduce that productivity shame. We just have to reframe why we feel it. It's not a way that I have looked again. I'm learning just Same. as much as you guys are. I'd never thought about it as producing humans, but that is literally what it is. You know, in the matrix, matrix will say we're growing batteries, but whatever. I was going to say, it's fascinating. And how can I monetize this? <laughs> Childcare. Uh, you know I what? will that's, produce that's your a, child into something else. That's a, well, a tutoring. Yeah. Make a course. Yeah. <laughs> Follow my course. You want that sweet Lambo? I got the course for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the time thing is like crazy too, right? And they so go hand in hand. Like I'm anxious that there's never enough time or to, to your point, right? I need to wake up earlier so I can get something done. It's that sacrifice of what is it? Uh, time. There, there's some weird triangle thing that they always say. You can have one, you can have two, not all three. Right? It's, it's uh, time. Uh, it's time quality and something else there is a yeah. word for this and i will find it you're, you're gonna google it while we're of course i doing am. this which is perfect because but, this is I mean, it people yeah like, i can't leave a question that i know i've seen the answer to before i will find it you know i mean it, it's such a it's such a thing right like oh i'll wake up and i'll work out so what like okay something else is gonna suffer right sleep now I'm taking one yeah. hour of sleep, which means I'm probably more agitated. Honestly. My dad was telling me that the other day. He was like, yeah, I used to get up at 4 a.m. to get what I needed done. And then I would take care of it because I have three siblings mm-hmm. and then take care of you guys. And I was like, I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. I'll just stay up late and work and then I'll sleep the little sleep I get and nap with our kid because... What we were looking for is the project management triangle of quality, cost, and time. You can have two of them, not all three. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, shit. Let's see. You just have to find a happy balance that works for you and mm-hmm. then do your best to remove all of the negative thought around it. And the, I feel like a lot of it comes back to society and I'm just going to say capitalism and the whole having to produce something continually and more year over year. And then that's what your value as a person is. Just so you can stay relevant. Yes, correct. The whole business adage of if you're not growing, you're dying. That's bullshit. If you're not growing, you're not getting bigger. It doesn't mean you're going to die tomorrow in terms of the business, but like, shit, man, you're going to have a bad year. It's going to happen. Yeah. You have no control over the external influences of the economy. As a, you know, died in the wool capitalist, you know, personal finance stock market, that's kind of my jam. Um, There is a, there's a middle ground where we can still take care of people and we can still make money. 
if you're not growing, you're losing to inflation because that's the way that we built our system. And there's a lot of things that we could do differently. The fact of the matter is those things probably aren't going to change without something drastic. So we kind of have to deal with what we have. But that's very true of everything. You deal with the things that you absolutely have to deal with. You take the time to deal with the things that you would like to do or you think you, you would like to do. And the the time anxiety of of the way that we have structured specifically self-help because a lot of personal finance intersects with self-help in in a weird way that I think is kind of grossly inadequate to either question. Uh, But there is a lot there about planning, you know, Mm -hmm. budgets or we know now that if you plan everything out down to the minute, the second that that plan derails, you run a very high risk of completely destroying the program. And anybody who has ever made a New Year's resolution to lose weight and eat healthier and then goes out and parties one night and was like, well, that diet was fun for like three days. Bye. Uh, it's probably something that everybody has had to deal with. Uh, and planning like that gives you t- time anxiety. You have to get these things done and these time frames, and we live in a society that unfortunately now has clocks. Imagine for a second, because this is something that I've been able to pull from my hiking experience. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what day it is. What matters is, is there daylight for me to do things? And where do I have to get to before the daylight's gone? That's all that matters. Isn't there still some time anxiety involved in that? In the aspect of I need to make it to this place before the sun goes down? So you have a plan of where you want to get to. But at any point, we could find a place on the side of the trail, pull up and be like, we're done for the night. I guess that's true. Generally speaking, one of the good things about the Appalachian Trail, especially in the northern portions, is there are a lot of campsites Um So if you had to pull a half day, there was one day when I had COVID that we pulled, I think a mile and a half, which is absolutely nothing in the scale of hiking. Uh, But because I was running such a high fever, that's all we could do. Uh, But if you took everybody's digital watch away so that you didn't know what the exact minute was anymore, we're so obsessed with this exact minute. You got to be to work at your desk at 8.00 a.m. That's Logged it. in. Logged in, ready to ready go. Ready to answer the phone. This second. If we didn't have that and we allowed ourselves, and it's something you can do, especially when you're at home, stop looking at your, your digital clock for a little while. Try to gauge, honestly, based on daylight and things of that nature. Your body tells you when it's getting later. Um. And you will find that you get this elasticity to your schedule that you didn't have before when it was all down to the minute. And I wish that we could integrate some more of that into our work culture. And to be fair, that's a little bit of the work from home thing that's happened after COVID that uh, there is a flexibility now that people are saying, look, 
if you're not going to be flexible with me, I'm not going to break my back to make you 90% of the money while I walk away with 10% of the money. I need some flexibility. Uh, but that's something that you can try to do. Do it on like a weekend. Like don't hmm. look at your phone for your clock anymore. Just spend a day spending a day. That's interesting. I do that for work at the salon, at the suite. I work in a work in a salon. I mm. turn on, I don't have a clock. Turn on the music. My, I have an hourly rate. I set my timer, put my phone away and work. And then if I need to set a timer to rinse, I'll just be like, I'll tell Alexa to put my timer on. Let me know when I need to wash. But other than that, there are no clocks. And I never know. I, I normally can guesstimate the time before, like, and let Jared know, hey, I'm going to be off about this time. Mm-hmm. This is how long it typically takes me. Um, but prior to that, when I would double book and I would have to watch the clock, I would have to be with a client here. And then my next one would be coming in 30 minutes like, but there's no running late. Now I'm like, nope, this is the one person I have for whatever X amount of time that they need me for. And that's when I get off. And But outside of that, like, it's really big not having a clock. I don't feel like I am stressing about what time I get off. People know my pricing. People know typically how long it takes and people use it as a vacation time because they're not strapped to their phone and I'm not strapped to my phone. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a breath of fresh air, to say the least. I like I it. I'm still kind of, in the, some of the stuff I do, I'm still kind of stuck to a, a time frame of things. Whether Whether it's measuring the hour so that I meet the required number of hours of work where it's the, oh, that meeting that I had to schedule for whatever reason is at two in the afternoon, even though I don't want it to be because I want to be done by noon. But, you know, I mean. Yeah. Meetings are a whole other thing of uh, time anxiety and productivity shame. Yes. I don't miss meetings. No. I don't miss the, especially like I was in so many meetings. At my previous job, at least you like, had them during the day. Couldn't get out of them. I'd move from one to another to another. I mean, I, I I think Steven actually looked to my calendar one day. I was like, "You're like 15 hours of meetings this week." Oh, uh, it might have been more than that. Might have been, and and a lot of those were repetitive, reoccurring meetings. I mean, and then it's like I don't feel like I ever get anything done. I'm not so. gonna lie. At some point, I wish I like had a nine to five where meetings were just in a lot of time. We, for a salon I worked for, uh, you'd get off on a Friday or Saturday at eight o'clock at night. And then you'd be at a meeting to one in the fucking morning. That thing was such a fucking And then have to be at work on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Wow. God, that thing was such. And that would happen twice a month. I heard those meetings were fucking shit show and i like at those points oh man i like that was in the beginning of my career that was maybe years uh, i want to say like were you getting paid for that at no least? no okay i have i have a huge problem with people taking jobs that they're not being paid for time that you're not being paid for also on the same note if you have to pay to have a job that's not a job that's a pyramid scheme. Nobody's ever going to ask you to pay money to work for them. Don't do it. But yeah, it, working for no pay in various different ways uh, is kind of a plague that we have, which also 
pulls into the whole productivity shame. I'm going to plug a book. It's not my book. I wish I wrote it, but I didn't. There is a book called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robbins. And I forget what the other author's name is. In it, there, Vicki Robbins is kind of a hippy-dippy finance person is the way that I like to describe her. She translates your time that you have into your life energy, basically. It's your bank account of your life energy. You only have so much to spend, yada, yada, yada. That's not the important part. The important part is she wants you to write down your schedule for a week. Every time you do something, you write it down and then actually take the amount of time that you spend doing things for your job, not doing your job, but doing things for your job, and then calculate the actual time cost of doing your job. Because it's not just the commute, it's waking up early to make your lunch that you're going to take in. It's shopping for work clothes. It's Anything that you would have to do that you normally would not be doing, but you have to do to keep this job running, and you will be amazed at how many hours you spend that you don't account for, and then <laughs> then you feel productivity shame because, well, I have eight hours off a day. I should be able to do all of these things, but you don't. You're just not accounting for all the things you're still doing for your job. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. And it, it was a scary was proposition. Gonna, yeah, that's real bad. Mm-hmm. And like it comes back to the whole concept of salaried too. Because at some point when you're salaried, if you work more than 40 hours, doesn't really matter. Company doesn't have to pay you for it, right? But then you're expected to do whatever that is. And I can remember uh I can remember multiple nights where I was working four to eight hours after an eight hour day on call. Yeah. And it's like, and then when I, I don't want to step back and think about how much more money I should have been paid for that. It got to the point of where uh, one day there was a, an awkward bite in the office about stuff. And the owner was like, whatever, if you guys don't want to do X, Y, and Z, I'll just move you over to hourly. I was like, I'll move to hourly. He was like, no. <laughs> and like, that should have been the biggest red flag of like, holy shit, if he's not willing to pay me hourly, I'm getting screwed. Because he's not up at one in the morning doing this work where if it goes sideways, I'm up until whenever. He's not on call being called at three in the morning to, to do whatever for however long it takes. You know, it's just this expectation of you. And then you still feel bad for not getting shit done. Yep. Oh, well, I didn't get that certain time or I didn't do this thing over here. And then, then you feel bad on your own because you only have two days per week where you're not getting the things done that are just standard maintenance on your house, on your mm-hmm. car, whatever. And then you leave nothing for yourself to do the things that you want to do. And then you're like, well, shit, this sucks. I didn't learn how to make a pizza because I was on an extra 20 hours of work for no reason that I didn't get paid for. Now let me feel bad for like 800 things on top of the fact that the weekend is too short, which is then time anxiety because you can't, you don't have enough time to get things done that you want 
because you only have two days and you want to sleep and you need the rest as a human being to be able to continue to do stuff. And like, that's the, the worst thing is that there's never, enough there's time. never enough time to rest and nobody wants you to rest. Yeah. Everybody's like produce, 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 produce. Don't ever stop. And we're killing a bunch of people through physical ailments, killing people through the stress that's related to it as well, which then leads to the physical stuff, right? But it leads to mental problems, uh, instability, and to certain degrees, honestly, suicide. Oh, sure. And, and like, that's what productivity shame can get you. And I don't know if you would call it productivity shame in um, elite sports and athletics, but there's a lot of pressure there to produce that level of whatever your sport is, right? You have to be at this level here constantly. It's just not possible. Well, I mean, the, uh, uh, forgive me because I don't remember exactly what his name was, but the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins uh, got, and you guys don't really watch football at all, do you? No. no. Cool. Excellent. So this happened a little while ago and anybody who pays attention to like, I guess the rest of the actual world will uh, remember this story. It happened this season. Uh, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins took a very bad hit, mm -hmm. uh, clearly a concussion. When he got up off the ground, he was walking sideways. He was shaking his head constantly trying to clear the cobwebs. Uh, the doctors, doctors, the, the yep. sideline medical staff looked at him, cleared him to go back into the game. He went back into the game. He got hit again and he didn't get back up. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of outcry from the, the fans and the commentators and basically everybody of like, he very clearly was not good after that first hit, like from the sidelines we're looking at, we're like, that dude doesn't go back in. They have since changed a bunch of their protocol and for the better. But a lot of the players came out and they were like, that's what we do. If we're oh, not yeah. hurt so bad that we can't go out there, we're going to go back out unless you force us not to. Uh, what is that movie? Um, Sunday Night Lights. Sunday Night Lights, maybe? There, there's some movie from way back in the day where they talk about that in football, about mm -hmm. how they would get... That Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights? I don't know. Because I didn't think it was that one. It was way back in the day. Whatever. Who cares? I'm they not. Get, <laughs> they would get hit and then like the, med the medics would come out and just like inject them real fast with like a painkiller and just be mm -hmm. like, get back in the game. Who cares? And yeah. like these people, right? And you can take this, honestly, you want to take it into the business world. We can take it into aviation with the whole 737 Max fiasco where they decided to put the profits of the company over uh, producing a solidly tested aircraft just to get out and be competitive and killed almost 400 people in two separate accidents. Um, doing completely stupid shit, mind you, okay? Having a single sensor on an aircraft, which now if there's a problem with that sensor, you don't have a backup, which is failure number one, by the way, in aviation. No redundancy, great. You're, you're designing systems that are supposed to have three redundancies. You put one on it, that's stupid. Yeah. They also built in an issue that they didn't realize right away where you can get yourself into a situation 
that you have 10 seconds, 10, 10 seconds to figure out what is happening and recover from it before it is unrecoverable. Wow. In an aircraft designed to carry 200 plus people. That's too much pressure. They put that shit into production. The pilot knew what the problem was after that 10 seconds and couldn't get out of it because of the problem. It's the same fucking thing. This this desire to produce a certain thing in a certain amount of time under pressure or feel like shit about it, only in that scenario, that killed people. And like, it's like, what are we doing as people? So the good news is, and, and I always try to swing back around to this because there's a lot of things that you can look at in the world and be like, everything is terrible and it's all going crazy. And <laughs> it's, it's never been this bad before. Trust me. It's been worse. Um, a lot worse. A lot and worse. A lot, a, a lot yeah. more. We have 40 day work weeks for a reason. Cause they killed a whole lot of people not doing that. Um, the resources that are available to everybody at this podcast itself is a resource, but I want anybody who's going to listen to this to also realize that there are so many resources available at your fingertips, especially if you have the internet, if you have the internet, you have YouTube, you have an unlimited number of websites. Uh, There are all kinds of things posted everywhere, search engines to get them to you. And instead of maybe spending half an hour watching TikTok, you think, oh, I had this feeling the other day. It was kind of bad. Literally like throw it into a search engine. You're going to find something. Uh, Throw it into YouTube. You know what I did the other week? I taught myself how to solve Rubik's Cubes. From a YouTube video. I've always wanted to, by the way. Uh, me too. But... It took two days. That's it. Two days I can solve any Rubik's Cube that you throw at me now. Well, as long as it's one of these. Like, right, right. they have really, really big ones. I'm, I'm not solving those. But I can solve a normal, normal Rubik's Cube now because I literally typed in how to solve Rubik's Cube. So I think it's important because we're not going to get taught this in school and Our parents aren't going to teach us this because they weren't taught it. I think it's important to take some time to try to do something small to improve your yourself or your quality of life. And it can be something as simple as like learning, like I'm incredibly proud that I could do this. This took two days Uh, and not two whole days. It just took me two days of doing it every, you know, eight hours or so so i could memorize the patterns but um if you don't go looking for solutions unfortunately nobody's going to teach you about them when it comes to this we're getting better with mental health in this country very very slowly but uh the the time anxiety and productivity shame specifically that we're talking to nobody's going to take you aside and say hey you don't have to get everything done. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to constantly be churning yourself and grinding into the ground. You can take a minute and whatever that minute manifests itself as, you know, maybe you are watching TikTok or, or, you know, a favorite show or something. Cool. I'd say, don't do that for 20 hours straight. Maybe find something a little bit 
productive to do just a little something. Um, but find one thing that brings you joy in, in productivity. If you're going to do it, take the rest. If that brings you joy and don't feel bad. Well, just do it. Don't feel bad about doing it. Take that time to to just stop and do whatever you want to do. Even if it's nothing, that's the thing. Even if it's nothing, I think the three of us are here where we are because we got so burned out doing what we were doing. And at times that's producing for somebody else or whatever. We need that time in a society to, to recharge, to be beneficial to anybody, especially ourselves, let alone anyone else. Like I, I had to turn down multiple jobs because I was like, look, I can't, I literally Mm -hmm. can't come back to work right now. I won't be productive for you. And that person was like, I'm really glad you said something now. And because you said something now, if you want a job in the future, just call me up. If we have something, we can have another conversation about what's available and everything else, whenever you want. But I'm glad you said it now, then come in and struggle for six months. And then we have this whole awkward conversation about why are you doing it to us? Yeah. And you guys specifically, not me, but you guys specifically are going to have some forced productivity because you are in the very long process of producing a person. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, but, but that's something more years. <laughs> that's something uh, I would also, I would also want to say uh, to you guys that it's because I've seen, I have seen this before because I have so many nieces and nephews. Um, don't miss the small stuff. Like you'll get caught up and your kid's going to grow so fast that you might feel like you're treading water sometimes, but things change so rapidly, but they're right in front of your face. So you never really see them. It happened a lot with uh, some of my family members and their kids. And I was like, you're putting out a lot of energy and a lot of things are Mm -hmm. happening. It's just not in your face because you haven't walked out the door for a week and then come back where I would, I'd come in the door and I'd be Mm -hmm. like, when did it learn to do that? (laughs) When did it learn to do that? Like like it was slobbering on itself a week ago and now it's walking or or something crazy like that. That's insane. That's literally an insane amount of productivity that you taught an organism to walk upright. Think about that for a second. Yeah. So I think one of the benefits we have in the time frame we're in is you have a camera almost anywhere you go, right? So you take pictures all the time and you're like, Oh my God. Hey, remember when it was X, Y, and Z, right? Like, Holy shit. She was really small or she didn't move at all. Now she's running around and we can't keep up, but you know, like we're, we're right now. I feel like we're pretty good about like doing that occasionally being like, Hey, remember when she was like this big and now she's like this big, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, now, like, I'm not going to lie. Some days I'm freaking out because I'm like, God, she's going to have to go to school at some point. Then we're going to have to help her homework. I'm going to have to relearn algebra somehow. <laughs> oh, crap. Like, it's all on you. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just going to be right uh, here. I know that. That's okay. I've come to accept. Or Uncle Stephen, uh, uh, <laughs> come over. I, we need some help. <laughs> I have a wonderful site that will do everything for you when it comes to math. Not even kidding. Again, the resources are out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I do think we all need to step back and give ourselves some grace 
in terms of not getting things done as fast as other people expect us to, or as fast as we expect ourselves to do it. Yeah. Cause we are in honestly a content creation society right now. Mm-hmm. Where, gratification. Yeah. People want it now. They want it yesterday. They want it on a schedule. They want to know they can get it. And if they don't, then they start to go like, where else can I get next? It? And yep. you're like, what the fuck? Like at some point I got to sit down and eat a pizza and go to sleep and, and something. Right. Yeah. I was talking about production schedule. Like that shit sucks, but it's the only way to be relevant and stay up and keep people interested, unfortunately. So there's, there's pros and cons. Now it's just trying not to be like shit, trying to do it. And not right? get burnt out. Mm-hmm. and hate things that's why i stopped streaming i i ended up not liking it anymore and i took a pastime that was a pastime that i uh, again personal finance guy i want to monetize everything i i monetize so many different things that most people are like you know those uh uh, uh not quizzes uh surveys yeah. like i answer surveys on my phone and I make a couple bucks a year doing it. Like I do, I do all these tiny little things uh, to, to monetize everything. And when I can't monetize something like the streaming, because I didn't have the following, I get disheartened because where I was feeling productive. Now I feel like I wasted all that time. Nothing came out of it. Well, that's not true. Productivity on the return. Yes. But that's also not true. I did a whole setup on my computer and I have all this stuff like the my whole microphone setup and my ring light and my webcam and all the things that allow me to do this pretty well all came out of that because I didn't have any of it. And then it just builds on itself and maybe podcasting becomes a thing that I want to do. Maybe I make some videos on YouTube. I've been thinking about that. I, I know, I know. And uh, yeah, I've got a whole other layer layer is like you're emotionally now invested in yourself more. You now know your line of that didn't make me happy. I now know that doesn't make me happy and I don't have to make it work to be happy. Yeah. But you also learned a lot about yourself and like learned stuff anyway. And that's the thing I feel a lot of us don't count when we're doing these things. Like, cause now you say that and now I'm like, well, I wouldn't be interested in trying to do food photography for people if I hadn't started this whole thing and then figured out, you know, eventually I need to make pictures that look good. And, oh, wait, this is actually kind of enjoyable. (laughs) And now, like, I'm learning manual mode on the camera and shit, right? But, like, which was, again, not my original intent in when I started the baking portion of all of this. So to, to step back and like, try and be like, oh shit, like I have actually grown in this other way that I didn't expect that I wasn't thinking about. Like, and again, as we're talking about all this and trying to bring people through those paths of growth and be like, this is what you need to do to realize you are growing is think about things outside the box. Think about them differently. Talk with somebody else. Who's like, Hey, remember when I, well, when I was doing X, Y, and Z, this didn't work out, but then I learned all these other things about myself at the same time. And it's like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense for me too. Because I've been struggling on my own to be like, how do you show growth of a person through something? Right. Sure. I can show you that I made a different recipe or I took a 
better picture than a year ago, but that doesn't show you how I myself grew, right? But these conversations are drawing it out of me, you, her, everybody else mm -hmm. we're talking to, and you get to hear it and be like, oh shit, I didn't think of something in that way. And I'm learning that I'm actually growing in a different way. And I think that's the important part and kind of why we're here. I mean, it's one of the multitudes of reasons we're here, but oh, yeah. it's showing, like, honestly, I'm learning something about myself on every episode so far. Just, just that alone. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I kind of <laughs> didn't think of it in that regard. And okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Maybe I'll go do this for another three months until I figure yeah, out another and reason to feel productivity shame. I had to have a heart to heart with my wife or rather my wife had a heart to heart with me when I was trying to transition into doing something else, because ultimately what I want to do is something creative and notice where that's something creative. I don't even know what it is yet. I know I want to do something creative. I know I want to try to help people in the capacities of the things that I'm good at. I know I don't want a manager and I yes. know that, that I don't necessarily want a nine to five schedule. Uh, that is a lot to ask for because it means that I have to build something and everything that I gauged my growth on was monetary. After three or four weeks, did I make any money? Like I spent a month doing this thing and it literally made nothing. So do you continue to do that? Like, so now I don't feel like I've been productive at all because it doesn't feel like it amounted to anything. And I'm going to throw this thing down a trash can and get a bag of Doritos and sit on the couch. Uh, it's hard. It really is. But that's why we're talking about this because it is so hard and not a thing that I think anybody is really above unless maybe if you're incredibly wealthy possibly but even they seem to have their own problems when you're like a billionaire um there are people out there that have been able to get to where they need to be to be happy that's all that i think that we should really be looking for i've always said if i was going to be rich and famous i'd take the rich please but not the famous uh don't need that kind of stress in my life and we were talking about that earlier yeah how the how fame kind of destroys a person because now you can't be you People yep. have an expectation of who you are. Yeah, yep. We'll get you to that one eventually too, I think. You end up being a character. Yeah. And uh, so my productivity, I tried to link to money, which didn't go well. And I finally realized that I just need to figure out what's going to make me happy. Do you know what I'm actually trying to do right now? And this is it's very funny because it's going to come completely out of left field. You ready? I'm learning the longbow to shoot bare bow archery competitions. That sounds fucking awesome. To shoot what kind of competitions? Archery competitions. No, I, did you say bear bow? Bear bow, yeah. What is that? So uh, a lot of people, of it's a specific uh, type. It's a subcategory. So okay. you know what a compound bow is? It's got the cam locks yep. at the top. So this is not that. And it doesn't have any weights or clickers or it's literally piece of wood and string. It is a bear bow. B-A-R-E. Uh, B-A-R-E. Yes. Okay. It is a bear That's bow. That's actually super That's cool awesome. And to me, because I know you because we've known each other for quite a while, like that fits you so 
perfectly. <laughs> like you're like, this is going to come out of left field. I'm like, no, dude, like hell yeah. Like that's totally something he would be totally into. I think that's cool as hell. It is so hard. It looks really easy when you watch professionals do it. It is so incredibly difficult to do. Um, I, I'm shooting from 30 feet away right now. The competition shoot from 90. I, from 90, I have trouble hitting a gigantic two foot by two foot target, let alone <laughs> anywhere near a bullseye. Uh, but it became a thing that I picked up earlier this year, actually. Before or earlier last year, I guess. My, how time flies. And on a, on a whim, because I was at a place that had it, I picked up a bow again. I shot when I was a kid and I was like, and I forgot how much I like this. And I was like, how much I'm a serial hobbyist. I will pick up a hobby. I will go spend far too much money on all the accoutrement. You too. Yeah. I have so many hobbies, but I was like, how much does this actually cost? And it was like $250 to get a decent bow and a target and target arrows and a quiver. So I set it up. I, I went down to my in-laws house and I probably shot for 16 hours that weekend Jeez, until I lost cool. feeling in my fingers from the bowstring wow. because my fingers weren't used to it. My, uh, my ring finger was numb for a week and a half afterwards. I couldn't feel anything, uh, but I shot and shot and shot and shot. And I just didn't want to stop. And I was like, you know, how many, what uh, 10,000 hours to become an expert yep. at something. So 10,000 hours of shooting, you know, it's going to take me several years, but I might get to the point where I actually go to a competition. And I realize that it's a thing of, I'm not making any money doing this, but I'm just going to sit here and do this. I just like it so much. Doing things that bring pure joy, man. They make you. Happy. And you know what? I feel productive because I've been keeping my tally. I'm getting better. I'm improving. And that's the thing you have to do. Uh, I'm, I'm finding in a lot of stuff to reduce how you feel negatively about whatever, right? Even to grow your own self-confidence, you have to look back, mm-hmm. you have to look back at where you started and then where you are and be like, well, shit. Okay. Because nobody ever starts an expert. It, it doesn't happen. You think they were experts at building an A-bomb when they did it? No, they thought they were going to kill everyone. <laughs> and now we can shoot them off of missiles and multiple warheads, whatever, like who cares? None of that is. That's a strange way to go for productivity, but yes. yeah, super weird. That, that was where I went with that. I don't know why, but like what I'm getting at is something super complex. Like they didn't start out knowing it. They weren't like amazing at it. Same thing with like rocketry and getting to space and exploring that kind of stuff. Like nobody knew it. They had to figure it out. And we're, we all have to do the same thing. So if you take the time to look back at where you started and where you are in a week, are you going to be like, oh, wow, I'm super awesome. Maybe, maybe you had a really good week, but like, as that goes on and on, you can look back and be like, okay, wow, this is actually really cool. I'm actually learning something. I'm gaining something out of this. I should feel proud of myself. What anyone else does, doesn't matter. You should start to feel proud of yourself and the stuff that you've done because no one, I come from an area where a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm super proud of you. So you have to do it yourself. That's a new thing. Great. I'm proud of everybody on this podcast for multiple reasons. Um, too many to list, but take that time and like look back and go, wow, that's where I was. This is where I'm at. 
And then you can still be like, hey, I got a, lot, a long way to go, but I know I can get there because of the work I've done already. And it should be a nice boost to yourself. Yeah, it's not an impossible thing to fight. It is yes. hard, but it's, it's not very impossible. difficult, but it's totally doable. I'm glad you found something that you like. I think it's cool. Uh, my wife has threatened to buy me a Robin Hood hat with a feather. Oh my gosh, dragon police. <laughs> oh, and, yes. and I, I told her if she bought it, I would wear it while I was shooting archery. Oh my God. How do we make this happen? Yeah, uh, all donations will be accepted. If you would like to donate to the <laughs> buy him a Robin Hood hat, you know, we'll provide our Venmo and then make this in reality. <laughs> the Baker and the Witch at the Dark Arts Lab. That's where you can email. Uh, a dragon should just do it. She could make one too. She's got a sewing machine. That's one of the things that brings her joy. She made me my Renaissance shirt so I could wear my Renaissance shirt. Oh my God. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we are coming up on our time and it's giving me anxiety, unfortunately, but like, I know we've got, we've got our own things. We need to get our baby again. uh, And (laughs) yeah, we had her earlier. We need to go back and get her whatever. Fine. Again, maybe (laughs) let's just pick apart. (laughs) (laughs) I love this podcast. It goes left and right all the time um yeah so how can people reach you there we go so you can follow uh my hike with my wife at www.dnhikes.com so that's dragon no code hikes.com. you can also find my still under construction finance blog at www.passiveplunder.com um, I'm very big into dividend investing and what people refer to as passive income. It's not passive, but you know, uh, I'm just very big on, on dividend investing, blue chip stocks, things of that nature. Um, it is still under construction working out, but you can definitely reach me there. Um, otherwise we will be returning to the hike in February, early February, where we will be keeping DN hikes updated with our current location, uh, Dragon has switched mostly to video portions. I mostly do written portions of the last couple of days. Uh, and that's where we will be for now. Super exciting. Super exciting. Um, as Jeremiah leaves, <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, where, where do I go with this? Okay. So, um, I have now really forgotten what to do after this. Um, cool. Now everybody knows where to reach you at. Um, we will definitely have to have you on here for a finance. No, oh, I would. Episode, though. I would love to come back. It it really is a passion of mine, uh, and we don't teach people much like mental health. We don't really teach people that in schools we also don't teach finance and yeah i'm having to learn a lot especially opening up the store and Mm -hmm. i now realize that could have been a big asset had i learned or had something in school to guide me through this because i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing yeah so but we'll definitely have you on the podcast for that um so what else is going on okay y'all 
January 21st, we are vending at the Richmond Moon Market as well from 12 to 5 at Stone Brewing uh, in Richmond. So come drop by. We're going to have some exciting goodies. I'm making a bunch of brooms. We have tiny ritual kits being sold. We're going to sell some shirts. Come get a shirt. Um, or just come say hi. I'm also doing readings. Come get a reading. Want to learn new parts of your career, Stephen? Um, also, people. Um, but yeah, come hang out, guys. And what other exciting stuff do we have? Because I am drawing blanks currently. Uh, well, since I just walked back because I couldn't hold it until the over, even though I tried. Uh, so now so we know where the anxiety Richmond. was coming from. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously, you said Richmond, and we'll have the shirts down there. We still have shirts anyway, even if you want to get them without being in Richmond. Just hit us up. Uh, again, we are going to potentially start working on a production schedule to try and make this a little bit more regular thing. Um, and let's see. There's a store coming, which a, uh, an online store, and then we'll be doing more markets as we can. Trying to figure all that out right now. Yeah, we're still in the process, but it's a lot we'll harder than I thought. There. If you guys don't know, it is going to be called the Tiny Broom Closet, which, funny enough, it came out that way because I wasn't making brooms when I picked the title, and now I'm making brooms, weirdly enough, and I really enjoy them, um, like a lot. I never thought I would be doing that ever in my life, and now here I am doing something that I bring joy and can lose myself in and popping like three out in like an hour. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't have any more supplies, but I want to make more things into brooms. And then, yeah, a lot of additional people lined up. Like I said, production schedule. So if I haven't talked to you yet, sorry, I will. I'm trying to figure out how all this is going to work and balance life, marriage, child, productivity, shame. Anxiety and everything else. Happiness is not a thing. It's fine. We'll talk about that sooner or later. Uh, Yeah. And uh, a lot of projects in the work, a lot of ideas that have been sitting around for quite some time. And I'm trying to take what is a passion and potentially make it a career by taking it and combining it with some of the other projects that we've got going on. So we'll see how that goes. That's, That's my goal for 2023 in all honesty, is try and put this thing together once and for all in uh, <laughs> where it allows me to make a living and help as many people as possible. And then her and I are going to be working together so closely on that across everything that we do, because that's what we're doing and why we're here. Um, and we're going to be learning from each other on what works and what doesn't. Um Potential for a meetup. We haven't really talked about it because we haven't been around. Uh, virtual, probably, depending. If we can get a, a physical one, that'd be cool. We just don't know how many people, <clears throat> excuse me, are in the area and would want to do it. We're still working out on the structure of what that would be. Um, but it's cool stuff like that. Um, Hopefully by the end of January, beginning of February. So if you're interested in wanting to be a part of the meetup, please send an email or DM us at the dark please. Yeah. Cause then we can figure it out how to do it. I'd like it to be a pretty regular thing. And I want to do the baking live thing. I'm working on that in the back of my head as well. Um, 
Sophia is want to be on the podcast, have any questions, sure. have any topics you want us to talk about, please email the baker and the witch at the dark arts We'd or love you just to want hear to say from hi. you. Um, like, follow, subscribe, help us spread the word by sharing this with people. Tell us you did it because I need that boost personally sometimes. Sorry. And that's not. Also, by the way, this is our first video, so you might be seeing us like looking away from things because we are not used to being on screen. Or I walked away, which is like a cardinal sin, apparently. But I'm also a very fidgety person, and yeah. I'm like playing with decks in the background. So I'm sorry, guys, if you've seen a lot of movement happening. Uh- <laughs> yeah, Stephen's got this like wonderful. Presence. I know. I'm like, yeah, damn. Like Show up on the solidly. first video. It's from streaming. Uh, right. I spent a lot of time looking at myself and going, well, I need to move this and tweak that and change this. And it's worked out pretty good. So <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much for yes. being on the podcast today and supporting us as well as being a part of these conversations. We truly appreciate it. And just being an amazing person. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. I mean, I learned a lot too. Who knew you could produce humans? Um <laughs> human production that's what i'm going to call it now um no uh thank you guys so much uh the message that you're trying to to spread and and have people think you know critically about themselves and their mental health find ways to help people um and it's i i just hope everything takes off for you guys i'd love to be back on uh the podcast again uh probably end of June is when we will be done with the trail. Although there will be an intermission in there. Um, But I can't thank you guys so much for having me on here. And uh, it's been a blast. This is definitely uh, the first of many. I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure. Um, You can teach us how to bear bow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So be safe, please on the trail. I know there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I know you guys are doing well. But yeah, we'll be following you every step of the way. Again, that is dnhikes.com, everyone. You can follow them live. They're pretty good at updating it when they're out there. Yep. And we will be been back out a pleasure. So give dragon our love. Yeah. Tell her that Mohawk is awesome, by the way. And I am super jealous. Will do. Okay. Uh like, subscribe, follow, rate, all that other fun stuff to get our message out there. Be part of the message. And uh As always, the more we talk, the more we heal. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.